You know what time it is? It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. Welcome to the show. All of you listening out there only to the audio platform, I appreciate you. You know, it's available on all major platforms, but I think most of you are our Apple Podcast users. Thank you. And you know what? If you want to get down with us like fully, I always recommend jumping in on YouTube with us because we make a bunch of short content for YouTube. You know, I say the same thing about TikTok, but we get our shorts there. Uh, and then, of course, we like to do the whole episode of the podcast on YouTube, too, which is a lot of fun. Um, and I'm just going to start strong today because it's a uh, mail call. I got, I guess, I think this is my, well, I've gotten some digital fan mail before, but I've got, this is my first piece of actual fan mail. So, you know what? While everyone on the internet is talking about why TikTok should not be banned, uh, I'm just going here very personally, like, listen, don't ban TikTok because it's the platform where I have the most followers. And more importantly, people will just start sending you stuff. I'll, uh, you know what, while I'm, while I'm sitting here, I'll get a, a cute insert shot of all these too, so you can we can cut around to it. But I was joking around on TikTok, as I tend to do. Look at these. Oh, here, we're cutting in on it, so all of you can see. So I'm joking around on TikTok, as I tend to do all the time with you lovely people. And as I'm doing so, a page, um, here, I'll give, I'll give them a shout out since they sent these to us, this is great. Jeremy, I now know them by their real name. Um, but they were called Stick It Decals, and I thought it would be really funny. They asked me if we carried Volkswagen ketchup, and I just assume, like most people who reach out to me on the internet, that they're trolling me. So I joked around a little bit and found out it was a thing. Uh, we don't carry it currently, but we're gonna find out now. And I joked to them, I was like, hey, stick of decals, I'll go find out if we can carry that if you make me some stickers. Well, within seconds, I get a reply on TikTok and it's literally all these sticker images of me. So if you all are in the area, and of course of the podcast art too, how cool is this? Uh, if you're in the area and you stop by and you want one, I would love to give you one. And of course, like I said, I wanna give them a shout out for this because I thought this was really cool. And they, you know what, they probably know what they're doing, but it's stickit-decals.com. Uh, definitely check them out. This is so fun. Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, I am a little high on myself, but you know, who wouldn't want a bust of themselves in sticker format that you could place in, I don't know, next to the urinal? That's probably where stickers get placed. I've been in a public bathroom before. So I thought that was really cool. Thank you all so much for that. And you know what else is fun about Jungle Gyms? Uh, before we even dive into the big part of the episode, sometimes people will come and just pitch me things like, hey, Mark, I have this idea or whatever. Or in this case, they just happen to actually be in the store. And I was like, oh, fellow podcaster and somebody who wants to pitch me an idea. And I said, hey, Tank, why don't you just sit down and we'll talk on the podcast about this real fast. So meet my pal, Anthony Tank Mansfield of What You Into Podcast. Welcome. Hey, what's up, Mark? How you doing, buddy? Is that how you'd like me to refer to you in this public setting? I guess. Yeah, man. Anthony Tank Mansfield, Tank Mansfield, Mansfield, Anthony Tank. I mean, pretty much ATM, anything I will answer to. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's a good thing. I could use $20. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, seriously, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. and what, Actually, more importantly, let me lead him with this. So, Anthony's got a great podcast called What You Into. Uh, he interviews people like myself uh, and a bunch of other interesting uh, people with like cool collections, hobbies, all kinds of fun stuff. He 
really runs a gamut. It's very, right it's on. a great show, dude. And thank you for having thank me. Thank you. Before. Hey, man, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, of course. Well, today though, you came to pitch me a little idea, not just for the show, but maybe for future stuff. So I thought this might be a fun way for. I'm like, sell the audience, <laughs> and then let's have, and then that I have it, I can weaponize it to make sure it happens. Nice, nice. Well, I'm the head organizer for Six Bomb Boards in Cincinnati. Uh, Six Bomb Boards started in the early 2010s in Lexington, Kentucky by a guy named uh, Justin 3000 Stewart. And basically what it was, it was a way for artists to get together outside of their studios. Mm -hmm. Um, Being a visual artist, we're like... like artists are weird in general, but we're extra weird because we are usually just by ourselves. Like uh, performance artist, um, you know, if you're in a band, you're working with other people. If you're a dancer, you're in a troupe. If you're an actor, you're usually with somebody else in a theater company or you're working together on a movie. And even single stuff like uh, stand-up comedians, you're on a bill with other people. Visual artists, we're alone. And so Six Ball and Boards was started as a way to get us out of our studios and create at least a once a month gathering. We could just get together and draw live together that's really cool and where do you usually do these kind of things so it basically uh with the boards it allows us to pop up pretty much anywhere so we've done stuff uh at breweries here in the local area bars nightclubs um comic book shops pop culture stores uh we've been able to pretty much any place that has a wall we can be Oh, that's really cool. And for all of you watch, for all of you listening right now that aren't watching along on YouTube, um, I would I, I, you'll probably either have just seen, depending on where I laid it in in the edit, uh, but Anthony was kind enough to give me some footage of some of the stuff that they've been making so you can see what they're doing too. Another great reason to subscribe to our YouTube so you can actually see what we're talking about, which you think would be very important on the food end too. You would think so, yes, indeed. But definitely important when it comes to visual art. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of, of the senses, usually sight, vision, is one of the important ones for enjoying the art. Whereas on, on your side, being able to see it, but also being able to taste it is important. Yes. Which I don't know if we've, we haven't got the smell of vision yet or taste of vision, but you know, no, somebody's but, working on it. You know it. what my dream is truly, though? What's that? Is I would love to, and it probably just, I'm sure it's a staffing problem and the fact that I'm just one person doing all this, that I probably can't make it happen, but I would love to really do this is every week cultivate like a small number of tasting baskets, okay? Mm-hmm. And the idea would be, it'd be like anything that I tried on the show, I'd put a couple of those in there people could you know it'd be very limited run thing maybe it's like for vip people we'll figure this out one day um but it'd be cool if that way people could taste along oh and they could just come in and have like a curated little bottle like oh yeah this is what mark talked about on the show this week here's these three things you know what i mean or whatever it is and it's like you know small cost to the consumer easy to find rather than uh, because a lot of people will be like hey i heard that thing you tried where is it? And right. I'm like, well, ask an employee. Don't wait till the day after you leave the store. We have like tons of people on the floor. They will help you find it. I mean that in jest. I get it. It's sometimes awkward, but I, uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I, I could imagine trying to find, like knowing where food exists in the store. Like it, it, the store is just so big and it being the, the idea that like, you're almost like a curator where you're like, oh yes, I know where that's at. That's in and then fill in where in the store the, the, all the food exists at. I'm surprised how good I've gotten at it. Just really? since I have my hands in so many things that I'm always surprised what my memory works on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh yeah, it's about here. Especially now that we're in the middle of this renovation too. So it's like, or not renovation, but expansion rather. Whoa. So. Um, do you have a favorite food part of the store? Oh my gosh, Asia. Asia? Yeah, I mean, just generally, I love Asian cuisine. Like, I mean, if you were like, Mark, let's go eat. I'm probably going Vietnamese, Korean, and no, and in no particular order, but like Vietnamese, Korean, Japanese, Chinese, you name it. Like, I am on board. Indian, you yeah. know, because people seem to forget that that's in Asia, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that, I just, for, you know, I, I kind of love how, I feel like a lot of the Asian food is really... Um, 
it's accessible to the American palate. Mm -hmm. And then it's like a good gateway. You're like, oh, Japanese food. I, I think Japanese in general is like probably the easiest in. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, I'm into this. And then you're like, okay. And then you like move from like American Chinese to like more traditional actual Chinese, mm -hmm. you know, Korean's an underrated slayer in general for me, but it, there's just so much fun stuff. And there's also like the various levels of spice you can get into with inside of Asian yeah. food. Which is also fun. Yeah, which always surprised me because there's so many heat heads. You, mm -hmm. Or I don't know what they, I don't know what you all call yourselves, hot heads. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the burrito company's gonna <laughs> sue you. But uh, yeah, you'd think there'd be just way more interest in that in general. So hopefully everybody's now hot on it. Do you, how about you? Uh, you know what? I like the, uh, the, the meat department, I think is pretty cool just because you never know what you're gonna find here. So true. Like there's literally some, there's alligators in the case. And I'm not expecting that anywhere in Ohio. So <laughs> that's always fun. And the beer department, just because it's never ending. Yeah. All over the world. They've got a, you know, the one thing I, I was talking about this on Twitter the other day, we have a huge uh, NA beer selection too. Mm -hmm. Like kind of like absurdly large. I, I say absurd, like the whole store isn't the craziest place right. on the planet, but yeah, very cool stuff. I've recently gotten into NA beers and they're really nice. Yeah. Like it's just, you get, you get the taste, but without the huge calorie count. And, right. and also sometimes it's like, Maybe I should be sober for some things. Right. So exactly. It, yeah. It really works out well. Accessibility. That's what this is all yes. about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I hope this comes true. I hope to see you all at a festival. I, I like I told you off air. I'll just say it on air too. And this goes for any of you business owners, whatever. Anybody DMing me uh, that I don't know well, but I'm sort of joking. Uh, obviously can't make any promises, but I always like to put people that I believe are doing something interesting in the hands of the right people. Right so on. Thank I you. hope this happens, but you know what audience, you know what you could do is you could say, Hey, I loved what tank and his team are making six, six, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna blow it. Six boards. <laughs> six bomb boards. Six bomb boards. There I knew, I was like, where's the bomb go? You were on it, you, you were getting there. <laughs> the SBB. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm gonna just leave this whole part in. Uh, <laughs> but you should leave a comment on this YouTube video if you're watching, or you can shoot me an email, a podcast at jungleandgyms.com and say, you know what? I do wanna see that at upcoming festivals like Beer Fest in June, or the other festival that I don't think I'm allowed to talk about on the show yet. So uh, in the meantime, where where can they find your podcast? Uh, they can find my podcast, What You Into. It's about uh, hobbies, collection, and fandom. Uh, it's available anywhere you get your podcast. So Spotify, Apple, Google. It's all out there. So Beautiful. look for it there. Yeah. Don't listen to my episode. I think I say a lot of crazy things. Oh, you got two good episodes. I really do. Yeah. They're both. All, yeah. I, I, honestly, I had a great time, but it's always that thing where I was like, remember, that's um, <laughs> Mark, the person, not Mark, the Jungle Gym's representative. <laughs> Although we do talk about the show. But anyway, thank you so much for cool, having man. me. Thank too. you so much. Oh, my dude. God, dude. Yeah. Appreciate we'll, it. we'll see you soon. Oh, yeah. we'll, have, we'll have. Well, let's say we have Tank back either way to do some art for us in here. Fair you enough. You into that? I'm down. I'm totally awesome. down. That's what I'm into. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, Tank. And like I said in the interview, folks, if you think that this sounds fun and is something that you want to see at one of our events, let me know. I have no sway over this, to be clear, except that I'm just going to send his information along. But if you thought this was cool, it seems like it'd be a fun time. Let's set it up the ranks. I, I would love to just, this is how I'm going to force your engagement with me in general. So that's what's up. Now, this week, you know, I was sort of thinking, I had that idea for a bit. I have this big, you can't see it right now, and I don't want to show you because I don't want to reveal all of my secrets, but if you walk by the studio, you can usually see it in here. I've got this giant whiteboard of ideas, and every time we have an idea, I'll sit there, I'll mark it down, and whoever comes in, right? It could be anybody on our creative team or like Lucky when he's down in here working with me, whoever, and if it's like, I, I, I don't know, I'm one of those people who goes, all ideas are pretty much good until they're not. But uh, no, I, all truth be told, I really do believe that all good ideas or all ideas can be good ones, right? And you just have to massage it, whatever. But I've been sitting on this one for a while and we tried it a few times early in the show's run when we were still kind of trying to figure out the format. 
and I'm calling the segment Imports versus Domestics. And so what I thought would be fun, um, and we're gonna do a little trial run of it today, so let me know if you hate this. Uh, and if you don't hate this, I'll keep doing it in larger formats and other versions. You may even see separate YouTube videos. But if you really don't like it, I will apologize to you because that's the type of person I am. So anyway, when I was thinking with imports versus domestics, I was like, hey, there's a lot of things that we enjoy in America that are also somewhat, they're, they're enjoyed in a different way overseas, right? And so I thought, I, I was looking at our frozen meals. I kept thinking, there's gotta be a comparison here. So what I was thinking is I got my prize wheel out and I've been waiting to do something with this for a while. And I was thinking we'd spin the wheel and on the wheel, we'll pick a place uh, somewhere in the store that we've got a section of, and then we're gonna pull you know, maybe a little frozen meal from them. I'd go into our frozen section. We're going to pick something from America. And then I'm going to go to this international section. We're going to pick something from another country. And then we're going to compare them. What I'm going to try and do is find two items that are somewhat similar so that it's not like you're like, all right, Mark, you're trying to compare Salisbury steak and like teriyaki chicken or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try and get as close as possible. So let's get the prize wheel out and I'm going to give it a quick spin. Let's see what we got. It's India. All right, let's get out of the studio and let's head out into the store. Okay, so we're out in US frozen right now. There's all kinds of stuff. We're near dairy, all that good stuff. And you know, at first I was thinking maybe we dive in and try a full meal, but I think this is an appetizer style bit. So let's actually try a popular US appetizer. I think I've got them in small portions. Perhaps you've heard of them. The pizza roll. Shout out Mr. Plinkett. Fish sandwiches, wontons, hot pockets. Here's the pizza rolls. Okay. All right. Okay, so I always say when I eat a slice of pizza, you gotta go cheese first because you can't hide the imperfections. And uh, hopefully Totino's up for the challenge. So we're gonna go, we're gonna go classic cheese Totino's. This is the US contender today. All right, uh, let's head out to India Frozen. Frozen India, international. I don't know what they call it. Okay, so we're back here in India frozen right now. So my goal, you know, we picked the pizza rolls. We thought that's a good US frozen app. Uh, it, my catch is I want to make sure that whatever we get is actually a product of India and not just an Indian product made in the USA. So I was thinking we'd go samosas and I know we have, oh, I've never opened a door before. I know we have some brands like Deep India, but I'm willing to bet, let's see here. Yep, product of the USA. Okay, so for the sake of what I'm doing, this doesn't count today. So. You can usually tell in the packaging. I don't mean that bad, it's just what it is. Our design needs are different. I'm thinking, let's see if it's up with this. This looks like it's fine. Okay. Indian style pastry stuff with paneer, cheese, and spiced potatoes, medium spicy. Product of India, baby. Okay, let's go back to the studio and put all these in the air fryer. Okay, pizza rolls. You've probably had them before. You see the little insert shot here like a pro. I'm gonna go ahead and um, bite the tips off these two corners. Um, you gotta let them, you gotta let them cool off a little bit. But I have a few thoughts while I wait for this to cool off momentarily so I'm not eating hot lava in front of all of you. Um, 
don't microwave anything unless it's in small doses. It's just, you know, you deserve a little texture at least if you're going to eat processed stuff. Uh, and that's a good way to do it. So we did air fry these. So let's just try. I, again, I went with just plain cheese. That's so cheese, tomato sauce. I'm sure it's somewhat unremarkable. It's about what you'd expect. The sauce is kind of sweet. It doesn't really taste quite like pizza, but it's like cheesy, sort of tomato-y. It's very sweet. You know what's really weird on these? You can actually really taste the crust part. I found that odd. Not what I was looking for, but... Look, not a whole lot to say about these. They are processed. They're very, very cheap. I'm sure they used real food in them, but, you know, it's one of those things that if I found out otherwise, I wouldn't be overly surprised. And you can get a handful of these for like two bucks, something like that, right? Now, my other container is a much larger container, and I think it was about $6.99 on sale. So let's not get too uh, bogged down in the price point differences because I'm sure if we got a comparable amount of pizza rolls, we'd find the same thing. So uh, I'll go, I'll finish this one in my hand here. But I'm kind of glad I didn't get one with pepperoni or something in it because I think A, well, one, I think the pepperoni would have made it taste a little more like pizza. But I think it would have hid all these other things I'm tasting, like the very pronounced flavor of the roll itself. I'm so, that's so weird. It's very like wheat, wheaty, as it were. Um, yeah, not bad. Not life changing. Eat a real pizza. Okay, now I want to see. I really think these samosas are going to be a lot better. If nothing else, a lot more interesting. So let's switch to those. So I did cook these together. My samosas, as you can see here, they got a little a little extra uh, brown texture. Hopefully that's good news. Uh, these were tandoori paneer, which is a cheese kind of maybe like a cottage cheese or something comparable. If you've never had paneer before, it's very mild in flavor, but it's also got some tandoori spices. But these are fun little pockets. I'm going to do the same thing. Bite the corners off just so these can vent for a second. Actually, I got to bring this up instantly. The flavor of the crust tastes more like more like food. I'm so sorry, Totino's. You have a place in my heart still. But this tastes like a real wrap that then they put stuff in. Give a little smell. Oh, yeah, there's some nice spice happening there. I smell some peppers. I'm sure there's like turmeric that seems to happen a lot. Now let's just dive in. I want to I'm, I'm actually legitimately excited about these. Let's let's dive in. Actually, I'm legitimately excited about these. Yo. Oh, okay. There's potato in here too. Oh, what's more American than potatoes and cheese? And a little bit of spice. You all love hot sauce now, right? That's a thing we moved into, right, America? Damn, that's great. Oh, really rich smell. It's uh, kind of hard to see on the inside. I'll do my best to showcase it. But we've got little minced potatoes. you got some minced cheese, rich spice. To me, I know, again, I know they're not both aiming to be pizza, so let's not be crazy. But uh, come on, are the other ones really trying to aim to be pizza either or just remind you of pizza? This is an infinitely better tasting product. Like, I don't know what they put in theirs, but as I mentioned it from the jump, this tastes more like real food. Like this tastes like if I went to a restaurant, they would give me this. Whereas if you went to a restaurant and ordered pizza rolls, they wouldn't do that. They would like make you a pizza roll, like a small calzone. And it probably tastes a lot better than what we got in the frozen section. This is legitimately awesome. This is actually one of those things where 
you know, look, I'm sure some of you watch this and are like, oh, of course Mark's going to like it. He's on a show. I'm like, no, they've been really upfront with me about being honest about things I don't love, which is why I was pretty honest about the pizza rolls a minute ago. And I was still nice about it, though, because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But, uh, you know, we Americans often eat too much processed stuff. This is one of those things that I ate and I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to go buy a box for home after this. That's how I feel about this already. Still close to lava inside. This is great. Oh my gosh, I'd highly recommend these. And they had other flavors too that looked good. They had one. And then, funny, I should have, I wanted to aim closer to what I assume we would have with the pizza rolls. But they had one that was like a jalapeno popper style samosa that I bet is very good, if not very Indian inspired. But this is great. You get that, like, I hate to say it's some, you know, like a little hints of curry, little hints of some of those other like Asian spices that you get with a lot of Indian cuisine that I'm struggling to articulate in the moment right now. Gosh, that's awesome. Like, this is one of those ones where I'm like, oh, this is exciting. They gave us at a medium, medium spice level, that is. I would say it's pretty accurate. Most bites don't have very much spice at all. Some have a little more spice. But I would highly recommend... This is a no-brainer for me. If you're thinking about buying pizza rolls, go try these instead. That's really what I want to do here, right? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with eating pizza rolls. I don't think there's anything wrong with any of these frozen American things. But look, we generally tend to process our stuff more than some of the other countries do, and some are worse than us, don't get me wrong. Um, but I was really excited about this because it looked pretty authentic. It was a product of India. I mean, hands down, if we're going imports versus domestics, the imports have it today. This is a knockout. Uh, come back into the store, try this with me, and then, I don't know. That's that's all we're going to do, actually. We're going to just try this together, and we'll sit here in awkward silence and we'll chew like, yeah, that is pretty good. And then you'll be like, yeah, thanks for letting me try that, Mark. I'll be like, you're welcome. Thanks for coming in and doing that. I ask everybody every week to do this, and no one ever takes me up on the free food offers. So now's your chance. Awesome. Well, you know what? I'm going to keep eating these here. And in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and kick over to our last big segment of the show today. Um, this week, we're joined by Maria Keck. She's a music teacher here in town. She is an instrument instrumentalist herself. I meant to say musician uh, who just recently released an album. She performed this for us here a little while back in the studio. She's doing some flute loops. You'll see. It's really cool. We talk about all of her equipment that's required to make her music happen. It's interesting stuff. So go ahead and meet Maria in the meantime. I'm going to finish these up. Welcome to the show, Maria Keck. Hi, Maria. Welcome. Hi. Good to see you. Yeah, likewise. I'm glad <laughs> we're actually having this moment. You know, Tyler Carson, who's been on the show before, he made some sauce with me a while back. Thank you, Tyler. I still have your blender. Thank you. Um, Tyler, forever ago, I was doing, it was during the beginning of COVID, and I was trying to do one of my Sweater Fest events, and we're going to do like a live stream version of it at Radio Artifact. Okay. And I had a whole list of people, and we ended, I ended up letting radio artifact picked like some of the guests but i was like oh this is someone i need to work with at some point and then i haven't done sweater fest again since so mm. anyway i'm glad that you've agreed to come do this yeah so thanks. happy to be here yeah tell me a little bit about yourself like what, what are you doing musically here uh musically i am looping um so you'll see me do some flute loops a little later um basically i just build layers of sound um pretty simple layers and sing over them so it's sort of like um, if you wanted to be a folk singer, but the only instrument you had was a flute um, and your voice. And so, yeah, that's what I'll be doing that's so musically. Cool. Yeah. How'd you get into this? Um, so I studied music and studied to be a music teacher. And uh, I've been teaching for five and a half years now. Mm -hmm. And when I started teaching, I sort of stopped performing and playing music because it was just an overwhelming 
career to jump into. And I didn't really like feel my own place in the musical world because I had just been playing classical flute and sure. like training to be a teacher. Um, so a couple of years into teaching, I decided to buy a loop pedal mm -hmm. and um, figure out how to use my flute as an accompaniment instrument. And um, from there, I was just, you know, just using like my knowledge of sort of arranging and music theory to put put down like very simple like chord progressions, you know, writing, like literally writing out every single note of the chord and how it's gonna be played on the first layer and the second and everything. Um, because that's what I was used to, like very organized, precise sure. music. So, um, but yeah, it's only, it's been like three years that I've been doing this, like writing my own songs and looping. I've had this loop station now for like a year and a half maybe. Um, which has opened up a lot of doors for like mixing and layering and stuff. Oh, but, sure. And I'm just now starting to record my songs. I so love it. The first single's on the way. So that's oh, exciting. Well, I'm glad we'll yeah. have a good live performance of it recorded for you here too. Yeah. Uh, and you know, maybe I should give a little heads up to the audience too. If you're not familiar with the loop station, effectively what it allows you to do is like create a segment of music. It records and it allows you to replay it. So like it was something that I wish was way more readily accessible when I was like first learning guitar because like mm -hmm. I always, you know, I'd be like, okay, here's a cool lick. And in the early 2000s, it, a digital recording wasn't where it is now, where it's very easy to do that. Right. You know, but this, I think, makes it really easy. So you could take something like that, and then you could play over it and then just keep creating on top of it. I just want to make sure this is very clear to all of you who don't play music why this is important to us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a cool thing. And, you know, you've got artists like yourself. We were joking about Mark Rebelay. Rebe, 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 I forget how he's... <laughs> he, I know he's French-Canadian. I'm like yeah. sitting there. I was like, yeah, uh, I know the A part is right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, you've seen a lot of artists start to use this more commonly. It's a really, really cool thing. So I was just so excited when you decided to come and share this with us. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, are you a Jungle Gym shopper regularly? And answer honestly. It's okay to say no, because then we'll just press you later. No, I'm not. It's probably been a year since I was here. And I don't, I don't even know why I was here. I think I was just in the area. I bought some candy for my classroom. And I bought some ramen, and I think oh. I got some cheese. Oh, perfect! Those are—I mean, so, those are all great choices. Yeah. We got a lot of options. <laughs> I was just doing a, a little live stream this afternoon about international candy. People oh. love that stuff. And I imagine yeah. the, the kids get into that too. Are they down for the weirdness? I'm going to be honest with you. I put that candy in my closet mm -hmm. to use as rewards, and I never told the kids about it. <laughs> I <laughs> this amazing. is why I don't normally buy candy for my classroom. Yeah. Well, because once it's hidden, I'm like, well, I'm the only one who knows it's there. Yeah, so we're going to keep it that way. Oh, that's been yeah. terrible for my health my entire life. I'm like, all my hidden candy. <laughs> it's like, oh gosh. Right now, I'm just keeping a grocery cart. Like, oh my gosh, this keeps slipping off. I feel so embarrassed. Um, that's amazing. So what's next for what's next for you in the music career? I mean, like any any plans that you're talking about releasing a record and all that fun stuff? Yeah, um, nothing is really set in stone. Um, I don't plan to leave my teaching job anytime soon. So um, I'm hoping to get this first album recorded and released like by the springtime, early spring. Um, and then like I, th I think that I'll have more confidence to like start going out and traveling out of Cincinnati, but sure. I don't want to go far because I like being here, which is one of the reasons I don't want to be a full-time traveling musician, but it works out nicely with school and summer and that kind of thing. So I hope to release an album in the spring 
and then um, do sort of like a local Midwest tour with that album, you know, within four or five hours because we're so so centrally located. Um, So that's sort of the plan. And from there, we'll just see what happens. Cincinnati is a great place to be for music. So um, I've played really fulfilling and awesome gigs just here in the city at Radio Artifact. Like, you know, so um, I'm happy with that. But I do I do want to kind of branch out a little bit and just see how it feels. Yeah. Because I don't have any long term goals with my music. It's just not yet. Let's see how this next step feels. And then we'll see. Uh, something I've been asking all the musicians and artists that have been coming through lately, is there something either you wish you'd been told or just something you would like to impress on any young people watching the show right now that are interested in being involved in music, you know, in a professional or just in a hobbyist space? Yeah, very interesting. Um, I would say I wish I knew how important it was just to be around other people playing music casually. Um because I come from a more formal music background. And so coming from that like college uh, academic musical world mm-hmm. and then going into a world where I'm like hanging with all of these cool bands and, and people who are just doing whatever they want and not following rules. Um, it's like intimidating to me, even though like I have all this knowledge inside my head, it's not necessarily translating to what the like what other people are doing with this just like the freedom of being able to jam with each other right so that to this day like that still scares me like if anyone ever says like hey do you want to come jam i'm like i don't know if i can (laughs) try can you give me a cool like a chord chart to follow (laughs) what key are we working in are there any modulations i need to be aware of exactly So I think that's something I wish I would have been more aware of because it's not something that happened naturally for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was like drawn to those places naturally or those circles naturally at a younger age. Um, and so now I'm uncomfortable with it and I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I think is super important, just being around people who are making music casually and who are like creating a, a creative safe space mm-hmm. in that way. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, see, for me, I always tell everybody the opposite, which is, so not the opposite, (laughs) excuse me. Uh, For me, it was like, I didn't practice enough. Mm. Uh, But also, through that not practicing, I also am terrified of a jam, but it's from the opposite angle, where it's like, (laughs) I understand a lot of music theory, but can I make my hands translate it? Right. So I'm always like, "Uh, yeah, I guess we'll jam, and then guess who's never showing up to that? And if I am, I'm just sitting in the back clapping. Yeah, you brought your tambourine. Yeah, exactly, a little (laughs) rhythm section. So, that's cool. Well, uh, yeah. You feel like jamming for us? <laughs> I'm excited to hear it. Uh, yeah. All right, let's yeah. do it. All right, cool.
Me a crown of 
Thanks for your time today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We got to try a couple new things. You met some new people. Maybe you found a new podcast you're going to check out, or you're going to check out Maria's album. I thought it was really cool that she came in and performed. All right, folks, on that, we've got all kinds of great stuff coming along. So make sure you get your tickets to Beer Fest coming up here in June. Uh, we've got some wine tastings. We've got some beer tastings. Every Friday night at both stores is Pint Night. Don't forget to come and do that. And I'm going to keep trying to turn you on to all kinds of fun new products and entertain you while you're here in the store. And in the meantime, I'll see you out there in the aisles. 
The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.